0: Hello, old
1: scrote. Oh, no. No? Stick we,
0: to Bean. Oh, okay. Hello, old Bean. Hello, old Bean. Oh, I'm uh, a little exhausted. Go on. Been on a pedalo today.
1: You have not? I have
0: been on a pedalo, what? yeah. Yeah. It's. <laughs> it was my son's last day before he starts school, so he goes into reception tomorrow. So we thought we should do something memorable. So we went on a pedalo.
1: Well, that's memorable. Did anyone fall in?
0: No one fell in. No. He moaned the whole time. Didn't like wearing a life jacket. Oh, right. um, I really had to work very hard to dissuade him from dropping his toy dinosaurs into the lake <laughs> at the same time as pedalling. Mm. So you know, it was, wasn't a great success. But I feel maybe a little invigorated by it. I did some physical activity at the weekend that I would not recommend. Oh, go on. Ready for this? Yeah. Rolled down a hill.
1: What, just your body and a hill rolling? Yes, yes, yes. Why? Why did you do that?
0: Because my son wanted to.
1: Oh, you did it with him or for yeah, him?
0: Yeah, we, 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 were, we were at a zoo, actually. I'll tell you about that in a second. But we, we were at this zoo and there was a hill. I don't know, maybe it's a hill, maybe it's a hillock. Maybe it was a grassy knoll. <laughs> and there were people rolling down it and then he really wanted to roll down it. Right. I mean, I'm going to be honest, he, he doesn't have the physical aptitude to be able to do that but i thought in the spirit of being a good father and encouraging him to try new things i'm gonna roll down that hill with him and for the first couple of rolls, i I rolled so freely and so easily i genuinely thought to myself maybe this is my thing (laughs) like my whole life i've been looking for a physical activity that i'm good at (laughs) I thought maybe rolling is the thing. And
1: it's not just gravity? <laughs> well, I
0: don't. I, you watch people rolling down a hill. Some are better than others. This okay, is all I'm saying. Okay, okay. And I picked up speed and momentum very quickly. Right. And then I started feeling very nauseous and disorientated. And I, I tried to stop myself and it went poorly. And I was using my hands <laughs> and I was flailing down the hill. Right. And for about an hour and a half afterwards, I didn't feel right. I could see stripes. In my peripheral wow. vision, it's not good. It's not your sport. No, no. But it was. I mean, it's like so many things in life. Just for a few seconds, I think mm. maybe this. Yes, maybe yes. I'm good at something, oh. and then I, I couldn't have been more wrong. So there was that. Yeah. So we went to a, a zoo, but not London Zoo, which we usually get went uh, usually go to. We went to Whipsnade Zoo mm. in the countryside outside of London, and I know some people listen to this. Will have concerns just around the ethics of zoos, but this this is a really big one. Like the enclosures for the animals are absolutely huge. You know, it takes a day to walk around it. So, um, so i have to say it wasn't as great. It wasn't as good as an unethical zoo.
1: Because you don't see the animals as much.
0: Yeah, it's really difficult to see them. <laughs>
1: You want you want them to press like right up against the bar. Yes, you? Right, yes, right. they they
0: were far too far away. I mean, it just like makes it disappointing. They have got rhino there, but my wife and I initially we have an argument about whether they were rhino or just a big rock. <laughs> they were that far away. Oh. Like I want no doubt. I want to see them really close up. I want it like. Did you watch the Tiger King? I can't remember. Yes, I did. So, I'm not saying like. I'm unhappy that Joe Exotic Zoo existed. Mm, of course, yeah. And I don't want to see animals treated like that. No,
1: of course, yeah.
0: But if you were looking at it purely on a being able to look at them up close basis, it's certainly, probably better. You got close then, yeah. Yeah. Like there was a cheetah enclosure and the cheetah was so far away and it was just lying there. And I thought if you went to one of those lion Joe Exotic zoos Mm -mm. they'd probably like fire a gun in the air and then it'd start running around
1: (laughs) it it could have been a fur coat in the distance is what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) maybe it was maybe they're them into um
0: i did i told you i'm sure i told you about this i went to the world's most depressing zoo about 20 years ago in the south of france oh yeah um you could buy on the way in you could buy breadsticks to feed the animals Bread, like, All of them. Yeah, yeah, like breadsticks you'd get in an Italian restaurant. The, the, oh. I mean, they were those sticks in that same plastic bag. And there was a crocodile in, really, the space it had was about as big as a kid's paddling pool. No. And there was some kind of perspex fence around it which came up to about chest height. And you could just drop breadsticks into this thing for the crocodile. It was terrible. That's
1: so sad.
0: There was a gorilla which... It obviously got so fed up with this awful zoo that it just turned its back on where people were. So it just sat with its back to people who were looking at it in its tiny enclosure. And I remember the sun was going down. So, you know, the, 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 the shade was encroaching on its space and it just shuffled forward on its bum to sit in the sunlight, but still with its back. Awful. That said, you could really get a good look at those animals oh, close up. It did make me think this zoo, that I wonder if safaris are ultimately very disappointing.
1: Well it depends on m- what you see. So it is it is pot luck, isn't it?
0: It's potluck, so it's a lot of sitting around hoping you'll get lucky seeing the animals. Have you been on a safari? No, but I've got friends who've been on them and they've told me it's like the most incredible thing you can do, as provided it's like sort of good conservation, uh, you know, animal care in in mind and and all that. But I can't help but think, like, even if you're lucky, these monkeys or elephants or whatever it is, they're, they're probably like... 150 meters away, or something. No wonder you need, Like, do you really want to be watching something through binoculars?
1: I think what you need is something called YouTube. It's like <laughs> you can see things really up close there. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> All right, Annabelle. Err. Uh... Correspondence from
1: Drifters. Yes, I have one from Lee. He says, My partner, Alex, is something of a fiddler. That is to say, he'll pick up random objects and play, fiddle and bend them. This often results in either him displaying a blank guilty expression as he tries to hide the two broken halves of whatever the now broken object is, or me leaning over and removing the object from his hands before any damage is done and chiming calmly, I'll just put that out of harm's way. (laughs) We lived together in a very small flat in quite a nice area of London, which was next to door to a large four storey townhouse. This basically made us feel the poor relation to anyone that lived there. A very swish couple moved in the house who I later discovered were both Canadian Indian and worked in the city. I was happy, obviously, to keep our greetings to an awkward nod, but one day the woman of the couple knocked on my door in a bit of a flap, holding four huge bags of food, and asked if we could place it in if she could place it in our freezer, as hers had just broken, and she didn't want it to go to waste. I said this was no problem, but it then sat in our freezer for two weeks. She came back very apologetically one day to collect the food, and by way of a thank you brace yourself, asked if me and my partner would like to come to a very fancy London hotel to her child's first birthday party. What? I was so caught off guard that I stuttered, yes, and shut the door, (laughs) thinking I am pretty sure I didn't want to attend my own first birthday party, let alone a child I had barely seen with hosts that I'd only shared a fortnight of freezer space with. My partner was also suitably perplexed as to why I'd said yes, but agreed to join me. That weekend, we arrived at the fancy hotel and soon realised this was not a warm, cherryade, pink wafer, pass-the-parcel sort of affair, but a very lavish event with quite literally hundreds of people featuring a sit-down, six-course Indian meal, a free bar, dancing and entertainment, all in a banqueting seat – Suite overlooking the fancy London Docklands. I promptly removed the tag from the gift I had bought, a cheap book from TK Maxx, and buried (laughs) it on the gift table. I checked the seating plan and we took to our seats. We were seated on a strange table of random surly people that didn't know each other and no one asked how we <laughs> knew the host. I planned not to say we are the gay couple next door with an empty freezer. <laughs> we discovered this was the work table and comprised of folk they felt they had to invite for networking and professional reasons. This wasn't like a wedding where we had to experience the day together. And it was immediately obvious that despite the fact we were about to share a painfully long meal, no one was going to speak. These were no drifters, you understand, but all super confident folk in the Mm. banking world and not about to waste social energy on the likes of us. (laughs) In short, this was Hell on Earth or Hell in the Docklands as it happened. One couple had actually turned their chairs, literally displaying their backs to the rest of the table. (laughs) In the complete absence of social activity and in the glare of general awkwardness, I adopted my go-to drifter expression, a wide, fixed, lipless smile and narrowed eyes, and observed the scene around me. At the back of the hall, I saw food arriving to a table a very long distance away from ours. And I noticed the huge oversized silver candelabra, which featured on every table. And it had a very clever secondary use. Each of the large candles had a silver metal halo welded above the flame on which dishes were placed. The candle heat kept the food warm. I was mulling over how clever this was and looked forward to the food arriving for no other reason than it would create a distraction from the general painful atmosphere. It was then something happened. It happened so fast that it's still incomprehensible the sheer volume of destruction that was caused in such a tiny window of time. My partner, the fiddler, is a huge <laughs> beefy guy and he leant forward to the candelabra and for no reason gave it what can only be described as a powerful Wheel of Fortune style spin. <laughs> what we'd all failed to notice because the centrepiece was so tall was that the top unlit tier of the candelabra was filled with deep silver dishes containing large portions of yoghurt base dips and condiments. <laughs> the sheer force of my partner's spin had caused them to take flight and distribute themselves over every guest on our table. <laughs> I looked around and it was like he had got a five-litre tin of white emulsion and forcefully hauled it over everyone. These people had food dripping from their eyelids, slashes of white over expensive dresses and suits, clutch bags, mobile phones and cameras completely covered. What made this particularly dreadful was the path of the food stopped neatly 15 centimetres away from my hand, leaving my partner and I the only people untouched and not covered with food. No one was generous enough to lie and say it was fine, and certainly no one laughed. The whole table took the, to the lemon and hot water finger bowls and fruitlessly daubed at the damage with their napkins. We then had the horrific chore of consuming a six-course meal with these people. And no amount of me repeating the word sorry eased the tension. The following day, I saw my neighbour walking down a canal path towards me with her son in a pram and failing to have the time to throw myself in the water. I asked (laughs) if they had enjoyed the evening. She said she was upset as the aubergine course was supposed to be baby aubergines and the caterer had used the full size version. I thought... Joy of joys. She doesn't know what happened. She doesn't know we basically gunged her important work folk. I started to thank her and began with, Alex and I, to which she interrupted me with a flat palm placed near my face and said slowly and firmly, just don't mention it. I can't even think about it. Oh,
0: my God.
1: I solemnly <laughs> nodded and walked away in silence. Oh, well, I guess this spared us being invited to the kid's second birthday. <gasps>
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, uh, Brilliant. Please see if you can top that. Email us hello at Adrift Podcast. Uh, hello at Adrift. Excuse me. I don't know why I struggled to say the word podcast then. <laughs> Not great in this uh, <laughs> this line of hobby. Um, <laughs> hello at AdriftPodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Sorry for grunting like that. That's I don't right. know where that came from. It's fine. Um, you're going to give us, it's, it's 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 all the energy I expended to stay on that pedal Oh, you must be exhausted. I am.
1: Your legs, did you stretch out afterwards? No, feel, do you, you gonna think feel I'm going to really feel it tomorrow? Yeah. My
0: wife is trying to get me to go swimming in the reservoir tomorrow. A reservoir? You'll yeah.
1: die. Don't even think about it. What? People die in reservoirs. I,
0: I should say at this point, it's, it's like it's some kind of outdoor swimming thing run by our local leisure centre.
1: Oh, I feel better now. Okay. We so it's just not a reservoir? It. <laughs> no, it is the reservoir, oh, though. Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I don't
0: want to do it, though. Right. She says, firstly, she does it in a wetsuit.
1: Have you got a wetsuit? No. Then you can't do it? No,
0: because I'd be just doing it in my speedos.
1: Yeah, too cold.
0: And, and and not only that, but she says there's a lot of people who take it very seriously and have the physiques to match. Right. I don't need to be subjecting myself to that.
1: you need a swimming hat as well.
0: Oh, I don't these have types, one. Yeah,
1: these types were a swimming hat. Veruca sock? <laughs> yes. Yeah, there you go. Um,
0: anyway, I was, I was going to say, uh, Annabelle, <sighs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, have you got another way in which you're not a fully functioning adult?
1: Yes. Honesty. I lie so much. Like, from the moment I wake up this morning to my boyfriend, like, I'm really tired as I've been awake since 4am. I said that to him. Not true. I was awake <laughs> between 4 and 5.30, went back to sleep. But I want him to get up with our son so I can lie in bed and look at my phone and daydream what I'd really say to people if I had the nerve. That's what I want to do. So I just lie. (laughs) My son started preschool this week and on his first day, I stayed with him for the morning and at the end of the morning, they had story time, and it was The Tiger Who Came to Tea. Oh, yeah. You're familiar with this? Okay. Which was really good, because my son really likes that book. Mm. So much so that when there was a Tiger Who Came to Tea brought to life exhibition mm. thing near us a year or two ago, my boyfriend took him and took lots of photos of my son's totally blank, non-plus, zero-interest <laughs> expression. It doesn't lot like things brought to light, as it turns out. Same way we went to Peter Rabbit World. He couldn't talk then, but if he could, he would have said, "Uh uh-uh, let's just go home and watch it on the telly. (laughs) Don't want to see it brought to life. It's like
0: me with zoos.
1: (laughs) Yes, yeah. Anyway, he does love the book, and I quite like it too. But my favourite page is not the one where they go out and go down the road to the cafe and she's in her nighty, and it's dark and exciting and can you even imagine your parents doing that? Mm-hmm. I think that's generally people's favourite page. Oh, that's not my favourite page. Oh, which, what's your favourite one? Well, I don't want to preempt
0: you. I okay. know you're about to say something. OK,
1: so my favourite page is when the dad comes home and they tell him about the tiger who'd come to tea and his face is as blank, non-plus and disinterested <laughs> as my son's was at that exhibition. Like, he almost looks depressed. <laughs> like it's amazing. Which is yours?
0: I just want. He drinks all the water out of the taps.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Because how do you do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a page on it that I don't like that's near the start. And it's Sophie's mummy wondering who is it that's just rung the doorbell. Partly because it's too retro, like all stuff about milkman and boys from the grocer. Mm-hmm. I don't think it adds anything to the story either because you could argue it's building the tension It's in the title that it's a tiger. Yes, yes. So what I've always done is I've skipped over that page. I turn two pages at once and he's never noticed and it makes the book shorter, which makes bedtime sooner. So I actually do it with quite a lot of books. And if I don't skip a page, if it's too wordy, I cut down probably at least 50% of the words. (laughs) I summarise it. (gasps) Well, I think we all know what's coming next. We sit down to story time and she starts reading The Tiger Who Came to Tea and she quickly gets to the page with the milkman and the delivery boy And my son turns to look at me, and it's hard to read because I'm not sure his brain is yet sophisticated enough to work out what I've done, but there was a definite realisation that we've read that book hundreds of times and he has (laughs) never seen that page. So I try to look surprised, and now I've got to go and glue those pages together so he doesn't know what I've done. (laughs) I'm also going to have to find a way to deal with the other lie I've told him. He's obsessed with two types of car. Ones that have a wheel on the back. He calls them (laughs) wheelback. (laughs) And ones that have that luggage box thing on the roof. And when he first saw that one, he asked what it was. And I didn't know, but somewhere in my brain, I thought it was something to do with boats. I don't know why. It's, it just seems like the kind of thing that people with boat shoes have mm, on their car mm, roof. Mm. So I just simplified and went, oh, it's a boat. It's a boat and the car. And I've since looked it up and seen it's nothing to, talk to do with boats. Like, well, would it be? It's far too small. But now every time we see it, he shouts boat. And I don't know how to get out of it. Like, It looks like I've just lied to him, which I did kind of. <laughs> And obviously, it's not just lying to my boyfriend and son. The person I lie to most, obviously, is myself a hundred mm. times a day. But that's totally normal, though, isn't <laughs> it?
0: Let me ask you about a couple of things. Um, let's get a bit of business out of the way first. Mm-hmm. Um, Last week, I floated the idea of us doing a live show for our Patreon supporters, but doing it online, because obviously we can't uh, do a proper live show at the moment with social distancing. Uh, so I was asking if people were up for that. If so, when would they like it to be? What sort of thing should it be? What's the response been like? Have we, is, oh, it, overwhelming. It's a, over, overwhelming, yeah, you yeah, say?
1: Yeah, you've it had to do a spreadsheet of everyone's requests. Really? <laughs> no. Um, so... <laughs> I think the general consensus yeah. over those who... Don't do it. Did go- <laughs> Don't do it. No, the general consensus of those who replied, good idea. Yes, right. they do want it. Okay. Most popular timings-wise is around 8.50 and 8.30. Interesting. After kids have gone to bed, mm-hmm. basically. Um, And in terms of days of the week, maybe not midweek, because people tend to do things midweek. Oh, So is it- Monday or Tuesday might be better. Right, Yeah. yeah. Um, and Rifka can't do the 12th of October.
0: Okay, so we'll strike mm. that then. Yeah, yeah. What day does that fall on? I don't
1: know. And I do know it's Monday.
0: So really, we need everyone to let us know what date they can't do. Oh,
1: please, no. I couldn't cope. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: so let me just get my I'm just opening the calendar on my phone. Can't do the so Monday the 12th. I mean, maybe we're looking at Tuesday the 13th. Sounds
1: good. It's
0: also the night that we usually do the podcast as well. So we could... Uh, kill two bees with one s. Yep. And like,
1: maybe we should pencil that in then. Okay.
0: Well, um, that's what it's looking like at the moment. Mm-hmm. Let's let's put it let's put it on a light pencil. Yep. Um, of course, people sometimes listen to the podcast a couple of weeks in delay, so I'm sure more uh, feedback on that will start coming in, and uh, maybe a consensus will start to emerge. And also, we'll have to think about what how to do it. I saw somebody suggested Twitch.
1: Yes, someone's suggested Twitch. Don't know what that means, but I, we can look into it.
0: Ian Lee does his show every night on Twitch. You know, he was on radio, and mm. uh, you know that that came to an end. the uh, The radio station's somewhat different to Ian, to mm-hmm. say the least. Uh, so he he now does it on Twitch, twi- uh, Twitch, and they look like they have a blast. Him and Kath. Anyway, okay, let's look into Twitch then, and if that's the way to do it, because we, we need it just to be for Patreon supporters yes, yeah. as, a, as a reward for those people. So it, we'd need to find some way of just making it accessible to those. Mm-hmm. If you're not on the list, you're not coming in.
1: Exactly, yeah, very strict.
0: Even though we'd like you in, but, you know, we've got to be fair about this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, well, well, um, keep us informed of, of what you like, and that can start to take shape over the next couple of weeks. Um And I was also going to ask you, have you got any more laughing on the outside, dying on the insides? Yes. Because I know you're going to to laminate these.
1: Yeah, it's going to be this very, very useful chart you Mm. can refer to at all times. Mm. Okay, from Hannah, I think this is a very useful one. She says, I'm a teacher and have been for the past 20 years. And whenever people find out what I do for a living, they often respond with... Bet you only do it for the holidays, or what do you do with all the holiday? I agree, we do get a lot of holiday, but then we also work long hours over and above our timetable hours during term time, and we definitely don't get sufficient monetary reward to make full use of those holidays. No. Uh, MJ says, I'm an American that has lived abroad in a politically sensitive country for years, mainly due to my love of its literature. Think Tolstoy and Dostoevsky. Things here are normal. My city is basically a regular European city and my job is online and unconnected to the country itself. However, whenever I meet a new person in the States or even here, see an old friend, etc. And they ask what I do and where I live. No matter what I tell them, they then go... Are you sure you aren't a spy?
0: Of course they don't, yeah. There's no
1: right answer to that. If I was a spy, I would also have to say no, but I am not a spy, so I want to say no as well. (laughs) But no matter how I phrase it, which is usually a laugh and, oh, no, I'm definitely not a spy, they usually say, are you sure? Yes, I am sure I'm not a spy. I'd probably know if I was a spy. It's a vicious circle because being a spy is the one profession that you have to deny. So, any denial from me never really satisfies them that I'm telling the truth. It's also not a one time question because the same people will ask every time they meet me, probably because they secretly think it's cool to know a spy, but I'm not a spy. For the record, since you may be thinking this email is a spy trick to really fool people into thinking <laughs> that I'm not a spy, even though I am, I am not a spy. While my situation is specific, I'm sure there are expats all over the world living in strange countries. If you meet one, please do not ask them if they are a spy. It's not the Cold War anymore. Wouldn't you just say yes? Yeah, I am a spy.
0: Yeah, yeah, I am.
1: That's the best answer. Cover your drink up. Yeah, 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 But like, because then it means you're not a spy. Yeah. Said yeah, yeah. But I think that's a good one. People, especially with your nationality as well, whenever you say you're a nationality, what people always say to you. Oh, I, that's great. We I can... think I had a terrible one of that and that I met a new neighbour recently and I said, uh, I said, oh, where's your accent from? And she said, Bahamas. And I stopped myself. Saying something about like the weather and mm-hmm, like, something, but I did mm-hmm. say, "Oh, how long have you been here?" And she says six years. And I went, "Oh, that's long enough to get used to it." And I, and she did give me a bit of a, uh-huh. uh, and I hated myself.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I
1: think those people think people always say about your nationality when that's you're in a different great. country. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be just jobs, is it? So that'd be good.
0: You know the uh, the the Scandinavians all mock the British behind our backs. They do not. They do what for do having for us? having um, pipes on the inside of walls.
1: Where do they have their pipes? On the
0: outside of walls.
1: So on the outside of their buildings, you mean? No, no, so,
0: so think of your, your toilet, oh. for example.
1: Oh, I see. So when you need to fix it, you have to like break Smash the Smash the wall down, it's, yeah. It's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. It is a very good point. Why are we hiding them so we can't get to them? Yeah. I think they also
0: maybe think we're weird for having a washing machine in the kitchen.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's got nothing to do with cooking. No. It is weird. They
0: tend to have theirs in the bathroom.
1: Yeah, makes sense. Mm -hmm. Do you want a couple more of these? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Charlie says, I work at a homeware store inside a supermarket. With social distancing in place, we've got a new breed of customer jokes. Namely, when we ask the customers to follow our one-way system and stand in a safe spot to be served, we get jokey responses like, oh, it's very militant this, or, oh, this is just like being back at school, waiting in (laughs) line for class. We also get the one or two who just don't get it and say things like, gosh, this is all a bit much, isn't it? As if we're all just staying two metres apart for fun and laughs and to be as annoying as possible. We also have periods when there's just one person manning our store and they'll be away from the shop floor doing stock or paperwork. Without fail, we always get someone who calls out to us for help with a, oh, I thought you were closed joke. As if we would just leave the store unlocked, unattended and with all the lights on. (laughs) And finally, this is from Andy. A friend of mine used to be part of a brass band. He dreaded the question, what do you play? As whenever he replied with the truth, the cornet, it would lead to a predictable parade of feeble jokes and lame comments along the lines of, how do you play an ice cream?
0: Does it have a flake
1: at the end? Have you ever attempted to eat it? Is it tasty? I suppose it's handy if you get a bit peckish during a concert. Does it ever melt? Not being a drifter, he was happy to say in a robotic monotone, yeah, Everyone says that no <laughs> <laughs> matter which of the above witticisms they went with. After a while, though, he was so fed up with it that invariably he would tell people that he played the trumpet.
0: Oh, those uh, those were all great. Mm. Um, send us yours, please. And, and I really like the nationalities as, a, as, an, mm. as an avenue as well. Uh, email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. <laughs> would you like to hear the most recent thing my wife and i have had an argument about
1: oh absolutely yes
0: it's our wedding anniversary on monday
1: oh congratulations
0: and i noticed she'd booked a babysitter cuz she said you she said to me you you arrange where we go out and i'll book the babysitter i noticed that she'd booked our uh, our neighbor's daughter who's 15 mm-hmm. as the babysitter on a school night mm-hmm. uh, with a hard stop at 9:30
1: oh we got behind by 9.30.
0: yeah exactly and right. the argument was it's our wedding anniversary i mean it's not like we're party people who are going to go to a discotheque but i mean there's something slightly depressing about having a 9:30 curfew
1: yeah it's pretty early yeah
0: so that was the uh, that was the most recent thing oh. yeah and
1: did you win it
0: i did actually got an apology An apology. An apology. And I think she's she's now um, de-booked the 15-year-old and and booked a (laughs) grown-up. Good. Um, I'm really struggling uh, with ideas for um, a present as well.
1: Are you following the...
0: I don't, Sarah does. So, you know... What are we on? Just in case people don't know what we're talking about, we're talking like silver, gold are the big ones, like when you... Yeah, it
1: starts off with paper. Yeah, we're
0: on copper.
1: Oh, what do you think you're going to get? Copper pipes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe heartbeat on DVD?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Anyway, yes, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sort of relishing the idea of a copper gift, but maybe she'll come. Maybe she'll really knock it out of the this park. This is the
1: thing; it restricts you to something like quite bad. A pan. Like, a pan. Maybe yeah, my nice copper pan. I do like copper
0: pans. Yeah. You know, we talked the other week about um, things that people don't know about you that you're getting up to in your secret life. Yeah. Another thing that I'm looking at quite often on the internet is pans. Really. Yeah. Really been eyeing up these cast iron pans. Okay. Yeah. Skeps halt. <laughs> cast iron pans. It's giving lots of details out in something case. Else. Oh, yeah. um, let me tell you something. I have made a list of things to to try and give my life a bit of structure this autumn mm-hmm. in my phone. It's quite a depressing list, I think. For example, one of the things is work on my posture.
1: But it's not depressing. No, but it's um, good for your breathing and everything. It's great. I think that's a good idea.
0: But I think it gives you an idea of where I'm up to in my life and what my current prospects are in my my career. If I'm (laughs) making a big list and sort of quite high up on it is work on posture. Yeah, okay. Um, But anyway, sort of something Sarah encouraged me to put on the list was do more socialising. Okay, because she was noticing I was um, largely in bed. Mm. which I like. I mean, I'm, I'm just a big fan of the bed. It's
1: very comfy. I think it's
0: the most comfortable place in the house. Mm. And what I decided to do was just go to bed, possibly for a few weeks, aside from sort of childcare and other duties, mm. and just regroup a little bit. I okay. feel I need a regroup. Okay, I need some ideas other than just work on my posture. Mm-mm. But Sarah Sarah was quite keen that I... um go out and and she thinks like just try and see some people okay um so i was was making plans to do that and then they brought in this six-person rule
1: so that was the big gang out
0: (laughs) (laughs) no what it means is that like if me and her and my son go and meet someone else it has to be a family with like an only child or a single parent or something. We can't go and meet someone with two kids. No, yeah. Which, you know, I've got some friends who I'm disappointed about not being able to see them. But by and large, it just gets me off the hook of different social engagements. So I'm quite pleased about it. But I did go out and see this friend of mine, John, the other day. Mm -hmm. And I felt we had a good lunch and we, we laughed a bit. And then at the end of the lunch, I said, look, we should. it's been ages, let's do this again soon. And he said... He's got a young son, Mm. six months old. He says, yeah, yeah, we should do it next time when Abel can walk and we can bring the boys along.
1: That's, like, ages away. Yeah, so
0: basically he's saying see you in a year.
1: Yes, (laughs) and I like how he's limited like he it, it can be quite vague about oh sorry he's not walking yet yeah. no he's still
0: not walking yeah. no, he's yeah.
1: really weird like he's three and he's still not walking that's what We're I gonna wanted to bring up going to take to a physiotherapist
0: up, yeah. like, like yeah. why a year he's, mm. he's basically saying mm. look I, I, it was I I think my limit with seeing you is about once a year is what yeah. he told me whereas yeah. I was thinking maybe we'll do this monthly
1: next he'll be like well I'll see you when he's potty trained yeah. I'll see you when he's at school it was such yeah. a slap down
0: oh. um A lot of what I'm doing at the moment is watching television. Okay. I told Annabelle before before we started recording today, I've been watching Cobra Kai, Mm -hmm. which is the characters from Karate Kid in the present day played by the same actors. And it's very good. You know, I don't think of Karate Kid as uh, one of my favourite films of that era. No. You know, maybe saw it once when I was growing up. Mm. But um, this, this show, even though it is daft and it's got a load of karate in it and it's very throwaway, very watchable. It's one of these you get to the end of the episode, okay. then you want to watch another one. Okay. And the bad guy from the Karate Kid, you become very sympathetic to him.
1: Interesting.
0: Whereas Ralph Macchio's character, you think... Not sure sure about some of your values as you got older. I think you know, pride perhaps comes before a fall, but I don't know. I'm not not at the end of the series yet. But what it reminded me of is when we were at school. So what year did that come out? Like eighty five or something like that. I'm guessing.
1: Yeah.
0: There was a girl in our class called uh, Rebecca Hole, and she was so in love with Ralph Macchio. We used to have the radio on in art lessons. And if that song, I am a man who will fight for your honor, Peter Satira, Glory of Love, if that came on the radio, she would burst out crying and have to go out of the class and all the other girls would go and console her because her love for Ralph Macchio was so strong Oh wow! that she was unable to control her her emotions.
1: Wow, I fear for her a bit. (laughs) (laughs) She's someone who's always in the toilets at a party, isn't she?
0: It's really like, I can't imagine that. Like, I was trying to think, like, who would I at that age, you know, who were the people who had songs on the radio that maybe I'd uh, entertain thoughts about? And I think they were either like Mel out of Mel and Kim mm. or like Samantha Fox. I remember And I watching, don't think I was bursting into tears thinking of either. You remember watching what? I
1: remember watching Blue Peter and Aha were on it. Mm. And I burst into tears because I suddenly realized that I was never going to marry Morden Harkett. I think it's the moment I grew up. How did you know? I just knew I'm never going to marry him. Do you him. still know? Oh, do you think I might still marry him? I don't know. I think it's extremely unlikely.
0: Yeah, but it's not impossible,
1: is it? <laughs> I, think it's, I do think it's very, very unlikely. So yeah. know,
0: I'm just Googling him now. See so you think he's married or not? Would you have settled for pal? No. Or the other one? Mm. Who was the other one? Mags, Mags, yes,
1: Mags. Yeah, Mags. I quite like Mags. No, it was Morton. It was all about Morton. So He's
0: 60 now, Morton Harkett. Mm. Let's have a look. Huh? He was named Knight First Class at the Order of St. Olav by King Harold for his services to Norwegian music.
1: I don't think I'm ever going to marry him. But yeah, okay. so I, I can relate to Rebecca in some respects. Early I, life. We don't need to do
0: this. As a band member, outside of our heart. Are you looking for personal life? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. A personal life, here we go. Yeah, go on. Three children with his ex-wife oh, oh! Camilla Malmquist-Harkett.
1: Wow. So
0: Uh Harkett um. has another daughter, Carmen Poppy, with Inez Anderson. Uh. Well, doesn't say if they're still together. Mm. Oh no, he's got another one here with Anne Meta Underlin oh, and Leon. Yeah. So all I'm saying.
1: And the good news is he's had enough children now, so that's good. Yeah, so
0: you don't need to worry about being barren. <laughs> also, he's 60, so the sort of whole menopausal thing won't put him
1: off. <laughs> <laughs> so really, it could be all right. Yeah.
0: Why don't you write him a fan letter? Okay,
1: I'm going to do it. Wow. That's probably how we met those <laughs> Um
0: Anyway, I, I, I just wanted to mention that Cobra Kai mm. because I think people might like it. But I'll tell you what it isn't. It's not one of my grade A recommendations, so okay. I don't want you to judge me on it.
1: Is it a grade B one? It's sort of like,
0: look, you'll enjoy this. It's throwaway. It's very enjoyable, but you're you're not watching a great work of art here. But it is very well done.
1: Okay.
0: Um, but I think maybe Rebecca Hole shouldn't be watching it.
1: <laughs> no, no, she'd be bring in a lot of things state. back up for yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> Quandary Corner at the Glap
0: Clinic here in Problematic. Annabelle.
1: Okay, so the first one is from Rifka, who you remember can't make the live show on the 12th of October. Yeah,
0: I've already um, put an X next to that.
1: Okay. My Quandary concerns exchanging pleasantries with the checkout staff in the supermarket. I always do my best to be kind to the checkout staff. I'm never on my phone, always take off my headphones. I like to listen to podcasts during grocery shopping, always look them in the eye when interacting, not creepily, just kindly, I Mm. hope at least. And I always wish them a nice day when leaving, often adding the Dutch versk, which is an informal way to say, have a good working day. I try in that way to acknowledge and appreciate the effort they put in. On Friday, it often happens that after my well-meant have a nice day, they reply with have a nice weekend, which makes me feel like a total cheapskate. I immediately want to say, no, you have a nice weekend, a nice week, a nice life. And <laughs> well, I guess that would be frowned upon. I could, of course, start by wishing everyone a nice weekend on Fridays. But then I'm afraid that makes me seem elitist. By yes. Just assuming that everyone's free that's, at the weekend. That's what I was thinking. Like me with my yes. office job. Yeah. What do I do? Except that I'm a horrible person with no empathy for the workforce. Or is there a way, a wish out?
0: Mm. So... Is there an alternative to have a have a great day? <gasps> I've not told you about something that happened to me. Oh, go on. When we got back off holiday, I'd booked a car service to take us from the airport home because it was late at night. Mm-hmm. And when we got there, it wasn't there. Mm. I called the taxi company. They'd got all the flight details. And unilaterally, they, they decided to like make the car come 40 minutes later than it should have done, even though I specified when I wanted to come. Huh. So I had this, like my, my son was crying and then he basically fell asleep on the floor of the airport. We were stuck in there. I had this sort of long discussion with the woman on the switchboard at the, taxi firm and basically shows she's saying this is what time you booked it for i'm saying it isn't i've got an email from you saying what time i booked it for i can see it it's in front of me it isn't somebody's changed it you've looked at the flight whatever it is but this i've got a problem now i'm i'm in the airport it's nearly midnight i've got a four-year-old whatever and it's and and the conversation doesn't resolve she can't get anyone there quickly so we have to you know, let Jean sleep on the floor of the airport, and then there's this whole other to do when the driver turns up. I won't even go into that. Um, but we're stuck in an airport and will be for another like half an hour or, or whatever it is mm-hmm. with a four year old because they've messed up. Yeah. So it doesn't resolve, and then she goes, "Have a great day." Oh. And I just snapped. I went, "Oh, why? Why would you say that?" Oh no. No, like why? Yeah. Why would you? You know I'm in an airport at nearly midnight with a, a child, and I've I've got to wait another half an hour because you're a bit messed up. Why? Why would you say that? You don't mean it.
1: And also the day's nearly over. And then she went, I do mean it. Oh no! But she didn't no. mean it. She was reading off a script. Yeah, yeah. She just had a habit. Yeah. Didn't she? The yeah. day, the day was almost gone. Yeah.
0: So that was uh, I that was really it. confrontation. Didn't mean it. But it was so weird. I just a I snap I was like. Why why would you say that to me? Yeah. What what makes you think I will have a great day? Yeah, I'm not going to have a great day. No. It's
1: because of you. Yes. Yeah. Um Yeah. What about So it's the weekend issue that's a big issue mm. here. What about saying You could be say, "Oh, you work you're working this weekend." It extends the interaction, Too though, much, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: Also, you worry that they 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 think you might be about to say, "What are you doing when you uh, clock off?"
1: I oh. want to come to a party. Okay, what about this? Have a nice weekend if you're not working.
0: You working this weekend? Oh, well, it'll soon be over. I, I don't know. I'm workshopping some stuff here and it's. Mm. Have a good one. Have a good one.
1: Because then that covers everything. Yes, there you go. week, life, weekend. Yeah. Everything. Have, there a, we good. Go. Have a good one. Go, got it. Got it. Okay. Fine. Let's move on to Dan. My preteen son just had a birthday and as a lovely gesture, a friend of his recorded a brief birthday song and sent it via text through her mother to my wife and I. I responded appropriately in the text thread that included my wife and the friend's mother, but then texted my wife on the side to make sure she'd shown it to our son. My wife responded via text that he loved it, it made him smile, etc. I responded, I'd smile too if a cute girl recorded a birthday song for me with a heart face emoji. Unfortunately, my wife had responded within the thread that included the girl's mother, which I then stacked onto with what surely must be interpreted as one of the most creepiest responses ever. Uh, uh, I am dying. uh. i leave it to you. Try to save face with an additional text, employ the port protocol or simply move out of the city, state, country to hide (laughs) my shame. Also, how do I get the nauseous feeling to go away? Oh.
0: Here's the thing, that will fade over time and then it will come back and be as strong as ever every time <laughs> you remember it. So you're just going to have to live That's with that. very reassuring. Um, and I think like trying to smooth it over with a text just leads to, I mean, all roads lead to B and C, don't they? Whatever you write in A, you're still going to end up then having to employ the port protocol and...
1: There's no way out of it. And when there's no way out of it... It's Port Protocol.
0: There we go. It's decided. and that was our podcast thank you for listening if you have a quandary for Quandary corner if you have a story of social ineptitude if you have a laughing on the inside dying on the outside about your job or nationality or if you have a strong opinion on our live uh, virtual live show for Patreon supporters the email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music Carla Gowlett took photos Kim Rainey design the artwork and I'll finish this week by saying just don't mention it I can't even think about it this comes from Vicky Shelley who says hello Annabelle and Jeff Hello. Hello. I was very much hoping you might be able to squeeze a podication in sometime before the first of October. My friend Emma Galley is a long-time listener and has met Jeff. Maybe he remembers and done a few podications herself. I do know who you're meaning uh, because who you mean because I've, I've read slightly ahead in the podication. I met her at one of Sarah's shows. And she was telling me about a big change in her life, which was coming up, which I was quite jealous of, uh, which uh, we'll we'll hear more about as the email unfolds. Um, She introduced me to a drift and I am a regular listener now. I'm very happy to have found my tribe in drifters. That's so great. Um, Emma's about to go to work in Sweden for the next six months after a few delayed starts thanks to COVID. I feel that Jeff will definitely approve of the location choice. Yes, this is what we talked about when we met. It was downstairs at the Soho Theatre. I think Sarah's shows, you know, just back, basically her run at the Soho Theatre got curtailed by lockdown and uh, I met Emma in the first half and I think I've got Helsingborg in my mind in the South Sweden. I think it's somewhere in that uh, that area. Um, She's an excellent friend. This is Vicky talking again, not me. <laughs> I'm sure she is, but we haven't, you know, no. developed our friendship. Um, she's an excellent friend and is one of the few people who I can be fairly, a fairly unfiltered version of myself with. She's stuck with me through some more difficult times, and it's not that I'm less of a drifter around her, it's just that it doesn't matter so much. I feel this is a high compliment, a pretty high compliment on the drifter scale. I agree. That's, um, that's how I feel about you, Annabelle.
1: Oh, that's very kind Yeah
0: I mean it's just <laughs> Like It's its not that I feel That I can just really Let go and be myself a- Around you mm-hmm. It's It's that You're more tolerant Of me being myself Than other people Okay You know I think the, I feel I've just undone Whatever compliment You perceive there <laughs> <laughs> Um I feel like Sweden might be a drifterish type of country you got that right, Vicky, <laughs> if my experience is anything to go by, and I'm hoping she'll quickly find some good people there who she could be herself with and who will benefit from her super dry sense of humor yeah, I mean Swedish humor very funny extremely dry I will I think I said this to Emma at the time Swedes are just the best people, but it it takes a bit of uh it takes a bit of bedding in mm-hmm. Basically, everybody likes to give each other distance. I think that's probably why they never had a lockdown. Um, and it can really take a while to get through to people. They have their own social circles and, you know, all the driftery things that we talk about, I think are very prevalent in your average Swede's mind. So it might take a while, but mm. the best, like once uh, once you break on through to the other side, the best. Um, could you please wish a bon voyage? From me, and I hope she has an amazing time. Me and the other Hub heroes, a bunch of lasses who all used to work in civil engineering together, will miss her loads. Thanks very much. So says Vicky. Well, there we go. I'm I'm envious and I'm pleased that you're finally getting to go to Sweden, and I hope you love it and do let us know how you get on over there as as well, Emma. Yeah. And uh, if you have any moments of Swedish awkwardness, know oh. about. Like I mean, the 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 kind of classic do you hold the door open for somebody behind you? I think drives, drives Swedes insane working out what the polite, because they're, they're always worrying about how not to impose yourself on other people. Okay. I think that is a big part of the Swedish mindset, um, not being an imposition, which I think is a very Driftish mindset as well.
1: Mm, definitely.
0: You're going to love it. Love it, love it over there. We've had some good times in Sweden, Oh, I you? love Sweden. Do you remember when you ran up to that big man in a nightclub and nope. said, fee fi nope. do not
1: remember. <laughs> he was a giant. He was. Uh, I, bet, I bet he'd never heard that before. Oh, I hate myself. But he was Swedish. <laughs> yeah, true. So there was that. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, great to hear from you, Vicky, and good to know that Emma's finally finally off. And send us your podcast, please. It's hello at adriftpodcast dot Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.